right, everybody. Welcome to New Life. Are we having a good day today? We having a good one? I love it. I love it. So glad you guys are here today. Hey, for those of you that might be new, uh, just so we can get this thing started out right. Uh, my name's Jeff. All right, if you're new here, that's who I am. I get the chance to serve as one of the pastors on staff, and uh, I get a chance to serve as one of the guys on the teaching team as well. So we're so glad you decided to come out. I want to say a big hello to our North Platte campus as well today. Uh, some of our campuses are separate today. Others are joined together. And so North Platte, you're with us. And so we're so glad you're with us, plus everybody that's worshiping with us online right now. We are so excited that you chose uh, to connect with us at MyNewLifeChurch.com, um, or you connected with us on Facebook or YouTube or whatever platform you're using. Thank you so much for joining us at New Life. Uh, today we are in week two of a teaching series that we entitled, Just Say Yes. Come on, someone say the word yes on three. Ready? One, two, three. I like it. I like it. Now, if you in internally said no, but externally said yes, then correct that one, right? right? And get your inside to say what your mouth just said, because uh, that's kind of where we're focused on. We're, we're, I want to help you say yes to the right things. We have a lot of options, a lot of things that we can say yes to. Um, some of those things can be destructive to our life. And you've experienced those if you've lived on this planet any length of time, that there are times when, unfortunately, we said yes to the wrong thing, only to get down the road to wish that we would have said no. I want to help you from a biblical perspective know what we need to really say yes to. Because if you say yes to the right things, then the rest of your life, it, it kind of like a domino effect. It, it really kind of helps you say yes to other things that are beneficial for you and why God has you here. Now, last week we kicked the series off and we talked about, you know, what it looks like to say yes to weekly worship, all right? And so, come on, somebody. You guys are saying yes to weekly worship. High-five the person next to you and tell them congratulations, right? Fist bump them, smile at them from a distance, whatever you gotta do, right? But you guys are already following week one. You're saying yes to that. Now, this week, I'm just gonna give it to you right up front, all right? I wanna talk to you about the benefits. I wanna talk to you about... Um, the surprise blessing, right? I want to talk to you about how saying yes to serving in ministry can benefit your life in such a profound way. But the problem is, is that we like our independence, right? And if, there, if you're alive right now, if your heart's beating, you like independence. That, that's just part of our human nature. We like being in control, and when we think about saying yes to ministry, one of our big concerns is I'm going to lose a level of control in a certain part of my life. Now I'm going to have to give X amount of time whenever I am asked to serve. And I don't know if I want to give that up. So when we, we understand that like saying yes means it's a commitment, it means I've got to follow through. And we all understand what a commitment is. And so we're gun shy at times to say yes because we don't want to feel like we're getting locked down to something. Can we just be real about this for a moment? Because that's really how we feel. Right? It doesn't matter whether it's at church or it's with some other organization or it's at your kid's school. Like you, you hesitate to say yes because of the weight of the commitment, what it's going to lock you down to. And part of the reason why we're hesitant to say yes to serving in ministry might be because of our past. And then in your past, you said yes once, and now what? You regret it. Right? You regret that you said yes. 
You know, because you've got a bad taste in your mouth because you said yes at some other time. Or you said yes in your past and you felt trapped and you couldn't get out of it, right? You said yes to the pastor and then like for months you knew you wanted to get out of it but you didn't know how to approach them to tell them, I'm done with this thing because you felt like you were going to let them down, right? You felt like you failed somebody. And so we, our past kind of like, it, it haunts us in our, in our today, and it keeps us from our best in our future. Uh, maybe when you said yes in the past, you got burnt out. And right now, you could have come to New Life even from another church, and you got burnt out serving in ministry, and now you've just been sitting, and you've been sitting for a year, and you've been sitting for two years, and you've been sitting for three years, and you know the blessing Okay, you know the blessing of what it was like to serve in ministry. You, you feel the conviction. It's not my voice. It's God's voice. You feel the conviction to serve in ministry in some capacity, but you got burnt somewhere along the way. And you're wondering, how do I get back into the game? I just want to let you know today that there's an upside. Yes, I get it. There are legitimate issues that happen if we don't manage our lives correctly. And if team leaders, even at New Life Church, they don't love people and manage people correctly, right? There can be abuse, and we can use people, and we can burn people out. Um, and that's cap we're, anybody's capable of that, right? And so we're all humans, and we're, we're, we're not perfect. But there is an upside to saying yes. Come on, someone say upside. upside. All right, there's an upside to saying yes. Saying yes, yes will take you on a faith journey to have new, new discoveries in your life. It's like a faith step to new journeys. And I don't know about you, but I love taking new journeys. I love exploring. I love finding new things, right? And it, it gives you incredible stories. Just think about a person that says no to stuff all the time and how many stories they have to tell. Versus a person that said yes to a number of things and all of the stories they get to tell. And so you get to go on a spiritual journey that, that develops a spiritual story in you that is exciting for you, but it's also very compelling for others. But another benefit, there's another upside that when you say yes, right, to serving in ministry, it, it, cre it creates this spiritual growth engine inside of you. Did you realize that you'll never grow right? You'll never grow at the pace that you can grow serving in ministry. You can't grow at that same pace just sitting in a seat. You can't grow at that same pace just reading a book. You can't grow in your spiritual journey by just reading the Bible as fast as you can grow by reading the Bible and serving in ministry. There's this catalyst that happens when we're serving. Why? Because there's an outflow now. If you're only an inflow person, then the catalyst for growth isn't there. You're missing it. It's like you're putting all the gasoline inside of the car, but you're never starting it. You're never using it for the purpose that it was designed to be used for. So when we serve, it's like we're, we're activating this catalyst of spiritual growth inside of our lives that takes us to places that we never thought and or, or imagined that maybe your spiritual journey could take you. But saying yes might take you to the best place that you've ever imagined. Did you realize that? Did you realize you could be missing the very best that God has for you because you haven't said yes to ministry? And that when you say yes, it might take you to the very best place. Now, since I started this series and people heard about this series back on Review Preview, people have been telling me about this movie called Yes Man. Anybody seen the movie Yes Man? 
Okay, it's an older movie. Come on, it's okay. You can admit it, right? No one, no one judging here. We don't have any deacons taking score. That person's watching movies. I can't believe that. <laughs> so lose that idea, all right? Yes, man, all right? And I, I, I don't even know that I've seen the whole movie, okay? But I, I had to go check out some of it. But I had a friend here at our church that I was having coffee with. And he was like, Jeff, you... You have got to see this one part of the movie. Now, here's the deal, right? Um, Jim Carrey is playing this man named Carl. Okay, and Carl, Carl's this man who loves to say no to everything, right? He's just this guy like, hey, you want to go get, you get ice cream? No. You want to get pizza? No. You want to go to a basketball game? No, not interested, right? Just this boring guy, and it's not going well for him. So he ends up talking to this motivational speaker, and he believes that the motivational speaker is telling him to start saying yes to everything. Carl, you just need to start saying yes to the next opportunity that comes your way. He thinks that's about everything. So he tells his girlfriend what he needs to start changing in his life. I need to start saying yes to everything. And so at one point in the movie, he goes, you know what we're going to do? We're going to go down to the airport, and we're going to catch the first flight out of this town. I don't care where it's going. Going, we're going to say yes to it, and we're just going to see where that journey leads us. So check out what happens when Carl just starts saying yes to everything. So I have some carry-on here. Uh, like two tickets on the first plane out of here, please. We've never done this before. The next flight available for boarding is to Lincoln, Nebraska. Okay. 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 Lincoln? Yeah? Lincoln. Lincoln. Here we come. Where did someone go in Lincoln, Nebraska? Well, clearly we should go there. Oh, nice shot. Ha! Ah. What do you know about that? Pretty sexy. <laughs> so what do I do? I just... They're in Nebraska. Wow. <laughs> so the point of that whole thing is just to tell, you, to tell you this, that if you say yes, you, you might end up in a great place. <laughs> like Nebraska. Crazy enough, as, as funny as that little like skit or that moment is in that movie, that's really my story. Um, Kim and I, we were like, it's time to leave Alaska. Um, God gave the opportunity to go to Nebraska, and we said yes. 
And uh, that's over 20 years ago now, and things have been fantastic. So you just never know. You never know when you say yes to something where God is going to take you. But I'm going to tell you, look, as funny as that was, in a serious note, it's gonna, God's going to take you to a great place. But I want you to know this. I don't recommend that you say yes to anything and everything. All right? That, that's obviously not the, the truth here. Uh, but God has designed you to say yes to serving in his church and to serving in ministry. And God has given you specific gifts and desires that are supposed to be used and fulfilled by serving in his church. So 1 Corinthians chapter 12, if you got your Bible or you have version, I put all those notes on there. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 kind of really breaks this down. It kind of helps us understand that, there, that God has prepared you for this. God has gifted you for this. And that God has a lot of gifts and there are a lot of ministries for people to serve in. But God is the one who gives the gift and God's the one who empowers the gift because he wants you to serve his church. Now remember this, like the whole message today is not me asking you to serve my church. The whole message today is asking you to serve his church. Right? Because this church doesn't belong to me. It doesn't belong to a, to a group of deacons. It, belo- it doesn't belong to the members. Okay, That's not who it belongs to. That's a fallacy. It belongs to God. It's his church. Right? God's church is not a democracy. It's a theocracy. God is the ruler of his church. And we're all trying to figure out what is it that, Lord, you're saying to us so we can follow you. So, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, what are some of the gifts to serve his church? Verses 4 through 6 says this, There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. So very quickly, I just wanted to lay the foundation, and I wanted to help you understand right, that first there are many different kinds of gifts. Many different kinds of gifts, but all of the gifts, all of them from A to Z, are given by the Holy Spirit and empowered by the Holy Spirit. See, it's not just that you've been given a gift and now you've got to figure out how to maximize it. It's that you, just as you as a human being, even if you don't know what you're really, really good at in serving the kingdom of God, it doesn't matter. It's the Holy Spirit that does the empowering. He's the one who does the fueling. He's the one that brings the fruit of your serving. And so what do we do? We step into ministry trusting the Holy Spirit is going to be right there to lead and to guide us. But the big question out of that, that, those couple of verses is really this. Is the Holy Spirit wanting to empower everyone with gifts to serve the Lord? Is it everyone or is it some people? Is it some certain elect individuals that the Holy Spirit wants to empower with the gifts that he wants to give to his church to build his church? Or is it for everyone? And I want you to read the very next verse with me. Read verse 7 with me. Okay, are you ready? A spiritual gift is given to each of us so that we can, what? Help each other. So a spiritual gift is given to how many of us? All of us. All of us. You know what's so cool about this? Before, before you ever have said yes to serving, serving Lord, the Lord in his church, or before I'm even asking you to say yes today, God already said yes to giving you specific gifts inside of your life to serve his church. Before, before you ever said yes, 
He already did it because it was him through his spirit giving gifts to each person to build up his church. Now, the next couple of verses, people just don't know how to interpret these next couple of verses very, very well. And look, it could be a whole nother series just in these next two verses. I'm just going to say it really quickly to you. That verses 8 through 10 break down what I'm referring to as the power gifts of the Holy Spirit. Right? They, they talk about gifts of wisdom, great wisdom. Okay? Gifts of like incredible knowledge. Gifts of amazing faith. Faith that's beyond just believing that Jesus is Lord. Gifts of healing, performing powerful miracles prophesying, right? What is God's heart for today? And what's God's heart for the future? The, the gift of discernment, the gift of tongues, and the gift of interpreting tongues. Now, that's a pretty deep list. That's a pretty big list. And what tends to happen is that these gifts start to seem overwhelming for the, for the believer. They start to seem overwhelming for the hearer right now. Uh, they start to kind of feel like they're out of reach, like, there's no way, pastor, that, that those kind of gifts are for me. That list sounds like it's more for professionals in ministry than it is for anyone else. So you might start to, start, start to feel like, I'm disqualified. Like, there's no way that I could ever be used by the Holy Spirit in any of those kinds of gifts. So here's what I want to just simply say today. And remember, I am... I am quickly running through something that I could spend an entire series on, and maybe one day we'll come back and we'll tackle all of that. But what I want you to know about the, that list from verses 8 through 10 is that those are extra empowerment to the believer for the work of ministry, but also for the daily walk in serving the Lord. Some people believe that one of those eight things is actually, that's my ministry, and there's nothing else that's revolving around my ministry. And I just want you to know that that's not the way that, that I believe that the, the Lord's laying out his word here. I believe the Lord's laying out his word here saying that these things are the extra empowerment given to the believer, right, as an added element to your ministry that will also empower you to walk out this daily journey to be the example and the testimony and the witness for Jesus Christ on this earth. But I do want to say this. I want to encourage you. Because I do think that we should eagerly desire these spiritual gifts. Paul actually is the one who drove that home. We should eagerly desire them. I want you to think about including into your prayer this next week a few opportunities where you would say to the Lord, Lord, I want you to use me however you want to use me. If you want to use me with a gift of wisdom or knowledge or a word that you want to speak from your heart to someone else, I'm available. Right? If you want me to pray for someone to be healed, I'll do that. Right? God, whatever you want to do, I want you to use me. We should be open to the Holy Spirit using us. But 1 Corinthians moves on, and this is where I think it really kind of gets to the bullseye of this morning. Verse 12 is kind of where it starts. It says that the human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Now, look, I, I want you to notice something that took place here. So we were reading, right, and I glossed over 8 through 10, these power gifts. And then all of a sudden, in verse 12, he shifts gears. And he starts talking about the ministry as it relates to the body of Christ. And there's a big difference between those two pictures. Because there was nine power gifts, but now he's talking about a human body. There are way more than nine parts in a human body, by the way. 
fact, when you look at a human body, if I can just talk about one aspect of it, are our bones. 206 bones inside of you that hold up the skeleton of this thing called the human body. That is way more than nine gifts. Can you imagine God creating his kingdom, putting seven plus billion people on this earth, and then filtering them through a matrix where, hey, you're one of nine? Can you imagine that? So that's obviously not what our ministry is. That is the empowerment elements that allow us to do ministry in ways that might be more impactful than what we could on our own. But there's more to it than just nine power gifts. There's way more to this whole thing. There are many of us on this earth and everyone has a significant part to play. You have a very, very special part to play. And every one of our parts is different and it's different for a reason. So look at verse 17. It says, if the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if the whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? Obviously, like, duh, right? So can you imagine that? Like, what if, what if, can you imagine a world, let's just put it this way, can you imagine a world that was just full of all Jeff Bakers? I can't even imagine that world. Can you imagine a world just full of you? I definitely can't imagine that world. Right, because where would I be? I mean, like, it doesn't matter. Like, any, take any one person and just keep cloning them over and over and over and over and over again. It's a real boring world. Let's, let's face it. It doesn't matter who you are. Okay, it gets boring. It gets very narrow. It's not diverse. And that's the reason why God created such diversity. And when you look down the row of where you're sitting and you see people that are different than you, they're different for reasons. Not only do we look different, but we've been given different skills and different gifts and different abilities so that we can build up his church. Some are Jeff Baker. Others are you. But you are very important for a reason. But this is why we need each other. Because we are the ones that make up this body, this very diverse body, with all of its gifts, skills, and abilities. We need each other to make up the body. Verse 21 drives home the point a little bit more. It says, the eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. Why? Well, there's a core value here at New Life. And that core value says that everyone has a gift to share. And when, when we take our gift and we keep it to ourselves and we don't plug it into the larger body and we keep it to ourselves, then the larger body misses out on something. Right now at New Life, we're missing something. Why? Because some of you aren't serving. We're just missing. It's like we're walking around and we're, we're hopping on one foot because we're missing a foot. Right? Um, and, you know, some of you, some of you are, are like part of the, the head. And we're, we're not seeing straight. Some of you are, you know, help us to hear things. And we're not hearing what we need to hear so we can make the right decisions. Some of you are the hands and you're, you're the part of reaching out and touching other people and leading other people and ministering to other people. And th that's awesome. Some of you are the muscles behind it all. You see what I'm saying? Like, 
all of us have a part to play, and every part is really important because everyone has a gift to share. We can't say, I don't need you, or I don't need that, or I don't need this. Like, we need everyone because a, a healthy body is a whole body. A healthy body is a whole body. So every gift matters, and yours is important, and we need you at New Life Church. So listen to one more verse, verse 22. It says this, that some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most what? Necessary. Some of you aren't serving because you don't think that you're going to add a lot. I'm the weakest. I'm the least. What can I do? Right? I'm, I'm 75. What can I do? Like I, I'm not, I don't have a lot of like experience in my walk with Christ. What can I do? Right? Like, I don't have the same gifts as Jeff has. What can I do? And we diminish our, our gift. We diminish the, the, the idea of this, like, like, what I'm on this earth to do. And we, we think of ourselves as little. We think of ourselves as small. And we think of ourselves as weak. I want to tell you right now, that's not just your voice. That's the enemy's voice trying to keep you on the sidelines because he doesn't want the body of Christ to be whole. What happens when the body of Christ gets whole? It becomes this engine that reaches people far from Jesus Christ. It starts transforming its community. It starts impacting its community in ways that the enemy doesn't want to see happen. So if you think that you are little or you're weak or your part doesn't matter, I want you to know it's not just you lying to yourself. It's you believing the lie of the enemy about you. And that's not what God's saying. God's saying something completely different. Your part matters. I want you to think about, like, just think about like one of your fingers. In fact, let's just go to the pinky finger. Have you, have you, ever, have you ever injured one of, your, one of your fingers before? Like even just like a big nasty paper cut, right? Like think about that. Think about like whatever you've done to injure a finger. And then all of a sudden you start going the next day Right? And you go, holy cow, I touch things all the time. Why? Because there's constant signals of pain going to your brain. Like, ow, 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 ow. And you can't stop touching things. You can't stop it because you're constantly doing things with these hands. And you didn't realize how valuable or how important it was or how much you were even using it until what? Until you heard it. And once you heard it, then you started to figure out like, wow. Man, I use that a lot, and it might even be just a small thing. A ministry position serving at New Life, it might seem small, but it makes a big difference. See, every weekend you walk through the doors. Every weekend you come here, there are a lot of little ministries all working together to make this one big thing happen. Every week at all of our campuses. And you come through the doors, and it runs like a well-oiled machine. Right? So just think about this. You walk through the doors today at New Life, and someone was there to greet you. How many of you guys had somebody to greet you at one of the doors when you came in at New Life? Let me just see your hand. Somebody at one of the doors, whether it was the outside door or inside door. All right. Then someone took your kids to teach them. Right? How many of you guys, parents with kids, you dropped your kids off at our nursery or anywhere else, and someone was there to take your kids to teach them. Right? Okay, awesome. How many of you guys walked up to our coffee counter and someone made you a wonderful cup of coffee at all of our, at all of our venues? Come on, let me see your hands. I got the coffee. How many of you guys wish that you had coffee right now? You don't have it. Okay. We don't have that quite figured out yet where we know how to like deliver coffee to your seat. All right. 
Not yet. We're working on that, all right? That's a prototype, all right? It's, we're working on it. Um, we got this little hat thing we're designing where these two cups of coffee go in and these straws. I don't know. With a backpack thing we're working on, New Life backpack of coffee. We got a couple of little ideas we're working on. Um, all right, so, and then how many of you guys so far have read the scripture off the screens? How many of you guys have read scripture off the screens? Okay, and it worked, right? It was up when you needed it. Okay, good. And then how many of you guys were here for the, for like the opening songs at our campuses where people led you in singing and in worship? Wow, look at that, right? And then how many of you guys showed up late? Okay, just joking, just keep your hand down. Just, just messing around, just messing around. <laughs> A couple of honest people. Everything, those things just happened. And you might think that there isn't a need then for your part because all of those things are just happening. You might go, well, you know, why, why do you need me? Like all of that stuff's happening, but in reality, it's really just a small group of people that are making all of these ministries happen. It's a small group of people that are serving week after week, making this ministry happen. And can I just tell you this, that um, at a church called New Life, that it was never designed so that one person served every single week to make you coffee. And at New Life, it was never designed so that one person would be there, the same person that would be there week after week when you drop your kids off. And that at New Life, it was never designed so that the same person stands in front of you and leads you in worship week after week. And that at New Life, it was never designed so that when you come through the doors, you always see the same person over and over again. It was never designed for that. It was designed for this rotating process where maybe one person was at that door one Sunday and the next time they served at that door was the month after that. It was so that one day you walked up and you got a cup of coffee and then a month later that person was there or two weeks later that person was there. You see what I'm saying? Like it was meant to have more people doing the work of ministry and as your pastor, I'm just here telling you today, we need more people to do the work of ministry. Just at the Carney campus alone, Nate told me, look, I could use four more life groups like right now. I know that on our worship team and in our tech ministries, we could use 25 more people. I'm talking just at the Carney, Carney campus. I'm not even talking about North Platte yet. North Platte has its own needs, right? Online ministry has its own needs. We could use 25 more people right there. Sunday morning host teams from coffee to greeters to doors, all that kind of stuff. We could use 40 more people right now. Michaela in our kids' ministry at the Kearney campus alone, not talking about North Platte, she said, right now, Jeff, I could use 10 more people right now. See, right now is the moment. So here's what you were given. You came in the door, and you were given this Say Yes card, right? Pull out your Say Yes card really fast with me, okay? Here's what I suggest you do. I suggest that everybody hearing my voice today fills out one of these cards, you might go, well, I'm already serving in ministry. Okay, well, then fill it out and just say, like, look, I'm already serving. But everybody, we should have 100% participation today. You put your name on there. You can scan the QR code. You can fill it out. Right? If you fill out the actual card, then you drop it in the offering bucket. And here's all you're doing if you're filling out the actual card. I just want somebody to contact me because we want to help you get connected to the right place. I, I'm telling you right now, it's not going to be something where you're serving every single week. All right? It's going to be something where you're going to be serving on a schedule, right? You're not going to get burnt out. We care about you, right? We're going to work the schedule to your best ability. You've got a lot of tools and resources to make that happen. But everybody saying yes. Why? Because every person serving in ministry matters. 
Acts chapter 6. A guy by the name of Stephen shows up on the scene. Let me give you the background. Church is new. The apostles are trying to lead the church, and they're feeling overwhelmed. They're doing the teaching. They're leading the prayer times. They're leading the songs, right? They're taking care of the feeding programs, all the benevolence, right, all the administration. They're doing everything, and they're just getting overwhelmed. And people are starting to complain, and they're like, we're going to nip this in the bud. Here's what we're going to do. And they went and they found some godly men, some men that they could believe in, they could trust in, they could replicate their heart through, and they called them deacons. And listen, if you aspire to the role of a deacon at New Life, you're aspiring first to a role of ministry. We don't want you as a deacon if you're not serving in ministry. The deacon role is not your ministry. It's not your ministry. It's an add-on. It's an added piece. Why? Because the first deacons, here's what Stephen did. Stephen did this. He, he served bread to the widows. He's a deacon. Who wants to be a deacon now? That's your role. Serve bread to the widows. Does that sound like a very, like, does that sound, it, it sounds like an important role, obviously, because they're widows and they're serving bread to them. But does it sound like a ministry that's going to change the world? Serving bread to the widow. Now let's just be, can we just be open and honest for a second? You know, the answer is no. Is it going to change the world? Probably not. Serving bread to the widows. Okay, that's chapter 6. What happens in chapter 7 though? Anybody that, that might have read their Bible and knows, Stephen becomes the very first martyr for the fo being a follower of Jesus Christ. And because he becomes the first martyr, it, it disrupts the whole church, and the church starts spreading out, and they go to the ends of the earth, and they start spreading the gospel to the ends of the earth, still to where we are today. Why? Because one man said yes to serving bread to the widow, and said yes to his relationship with Jesus that eventually took his life, right? And then it did something profound that he could never imagine. It took him to places like Nebraska. That's what it did. So you'll, you never know what, where a yes is going to lead you, but I'm going to tell you this, your ministry will always make a greater impact than you could ever, ever could imagine. So there's a lot of benefits to saying yes. We started with them. I want to end with them, right? Here, here's the first benefit. It creates ownership at your church. This is huge because what you own, you value. What you own, you value. Serving creates ownership versus just like attending. Okay. Also, serving creates this spiritual growth engine within you, right? It, it just basically is helping you to become um, more and more like Jesus. But then lastly, it's serving, serving as a part of the proven process here at New Life, that we see that weekend worship, serving in ministry, being a part of a life group, and, you know, digesting some of God's word and prayer on a, on a weekly basis is part of the proven process that does what? It helps you to live a life that looks a lot more like Jesus. There's a lot of benefits. And one of the families here at our church recently has said yes to ministry. And they said yes to a really important ministry, right? They said yes to a ministry that's in our kids, our kids department. We have this family experience service that takes place every single month where moms and dads and kids come together and we worship together in our kids' auditorium. That's pretty special. And then moms and dads, as kids go to do something else, moms and dads get invested into. And they also get told, like, where are our kids' ministries going every Sunday? 
that next month so that the parents can be a part of raising up their children so that their, their kids will go in the spiritual direction that uh, God wants them to go. And the parents are very actively engaged in that. I just want you to hear the testimony of some parents that said yes to ministry as they said yes to our family experience service. Check this out. We said yes to getting involved in New Life Kids. We wanted to make the FX service a priority in our lives. Yeah, and the FX service is allowing us to come here to watch our children start and grow their faith with God and also allow us as parents to be able to uh, spend that time with them to get that full engagement with them. I feel like we have been able to see our kids grow in their journey with Christ and with three kids and busy schedules, it's hard to find days where you have time off, um, but we want to make sure that we're modeling for our kids that Jesus is number one and making FX a priority in our lives we feel like was a way to show our children that church is important and being around Christ-centered people is really important. We are Isaac and Lindsay and we said yes. Yeah, so thank you Isaac and Lindsay, right? Thank you. Yeah, we love it. We love it. Our kids department, FYI, by the way, right? Um, our kids department is really, uh, we've made some shifts in it, big ones. And what we're really trying to do is we're trying to make mom and dad the superhero of the spiritual journey story. We want in the future for moms and dads to be the leader that our kids look back at and they go, you know who the greatest spiritual leader was in my life? Not my pastor. It was my mom. It was my dad. That's what we want. We want to see that happen for our kids. And so we're asking parents to say yes, right, to leading their kids, which means you got to say yes to this FX service because it's a part of the empowerment, the engagement. Did you realize that that could be one of your greatest ministries, moms and dads, is just being a part of that and serving in that capacity? So you can do ministry. I want you to know that right now. Look me in the eye right now. Right? I'm, I'm your pastor. I'm your friend. Okay? I know sometimes I step on your toes. I know sometimes I challenge you. I know sometimes I stretch you. I know sometimes like, you want to catch me in a hallway afterwards. I get it, right? I get it. Like, I understand that. But I, I'm your friend. I'm your pastor. I want you to know you can do ministry. You can do it. Every follower of Jesus is qualified to do ministry. Every follower of Jesus is empowered to do ministry. You can do ministry. Here's all you need to do. You just got to say yes. So take, take the say yes card. Make sure you fill that out before you leave the auditorium today. And let's start the process of saying yes. You're not making any commitment by filling out that card. You're just starting the process of saying yes. Why don't you stand with me? Let me pray for you. Father, today at New Life, all across our auditoriums and in all of our venues, people are being challenged to say yes today, to say yes to you and to say yes to your church and serve your church in ministry. Everybody has a part to play. They might, it might be small, but all those small pieces add up to one big thing, your church thriving in a community so that more people can find Jesus more souls can be saved. More lives can be changed. Lord, I believe that when everybody serves, your church gets better. And when everyone serves, everyone grows. So Lord, would you bless this church? 
Would you bless them with the power of your spirit? May they sense your spirit today. May they sense the conviction of your spirit and the leadership of your spirit as we say yes to you, Lord, and say yes to your church. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen.